Hello, and welcome to the Read to Know podcast, where the goal is to actually remember what you read so then you can better apply it to your life. On this podcast, we go through a book one chapter at a time, and then we actually practice remembering what we've read. So if you want to follow along, we're currently working our way through Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. I'm Zach Brown, and my friend Chris Yarber is joining me to help discuss and break down this book. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you left a rating and review for us. It would help out a ton. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, no worries. Just send this to a friend who might be interested. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the conversation. I really think one day I would like to write a book. I don't know what it would be on, but I think I'd like to write one. And I can't say that's necessarily an ambition of mine, because again, I have no idea what it would be on, but I think I'd like to do that. What about you? Have you ever thought about writing a book? Yeah, I definitely have. I would like to write a book. I don't have any ideas as to what it would be or what it would, what I would say, but, uh, and I probably, I honestly don't even have any plans on writing a book anytime in probably even the next 10, yeah. 15 years. But it'd be something later down the road that I'd be like, yeah, I'll write a book now. Yeah. You know, just, just, just to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just to, um, you know, my goal, I'm going to take one out of, you know, Bob Goff's and Donald Miller's book. Go I'm going to make it a New York Times bestseller. There you go. So that's what I'm going to do. There but you go. I don't know what it's about, but it will be it a will New York be a Times bestseller. bestseller. I did have a couple professors in college, you know, when we would get into the class, you would see the list of books that are required for that class. Of course, if they've written a book, their book is always in that lineup of required text to read. And of course they know it cover to cover because they wrote, wrote it. And I like that. That's uh, you know, if a professor is teaching a class and they've written a book, you're reading it. Right. You Whether have to the book it. has really something to do with the class or not, typically it does. So that's a good thing. Yeah. It does have to actually do with the class, but I think that would be cool to do because I, I would like to, I wouldn't mind teaching maybe at a college or a seminary sometime, but, uh, if I ever wrote a book, it probably have something to do with, you know, whatever I'm teaching on. So mm-hmm. anyway, but I think sometimes Bob, by the way that he writes, is a little surprised at now that he's written three books. And in this chapter, chapter 24, 1000 words a day, that's where it starts for him is it starts with writing 1000 words a day, not good words. Uh, he says bad words, mm-hmm. not bad as in cuss words, of course, but bad as in, you know, he's definitely going to have to go back and rewrite those later. Those certainly aren't going to be, you know, those first words are certainly not going to be a New York Times bestseller. So here in this chapter, if you if you're listening and want to be an author, we get insight into maybe how you can start that adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just the, you know, it applies to if you want to write a book, but it also applies to any other ambition as well. Yes. Is that, you know, the. The thing is, he talks about distractions in this chapter, and distractions are very easy to come by. They are a real thing. Yeah, Yeah. and especially nowadays, because we get distractions probably every five minutes from a notification popping up on our phone. But he says, we'll get distracted chasing our ambitions. Distractions will come. We need to learn to be able to get past those distractions quickly. And we can't avoid them totally, but we can uh, be uh, aware of them. And we can have things set in place to help us counteract them and get back on track as soon as possible. Yeah. And in this chapter, he does have a list of different ideas of what that may look like for getting past this 
uh, these distractions because, of course, this chapter very much aligns with the one before it. Uh, it's about taking action and moving forward in your ambition, but it has this dis- distraction kind of twist on it, focusing. Um, and as the subtitle reads, live your life undistracted. And so that's the purpose and some of these details and action tips that he gives us. One, of course, he doesn't write in here, but I admire and actually copied from you was social media, as we know, can be a huge distraction. And so you and I actually delete those apps off of our phone until we go to use or post one of those. And then we take it back off. But that can be a huge yeah. distraction. Instagram stories for me are right there at the top of the distraction level. <laughs> I can get stuck on those for quite a while. Right. So they, yeah. I tell you what, I've slacked off a little bit during COVID as far as my the whole uh, world's distracted and, right now by COVID talk, oh, so oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that's a distraction. Yeah. But but yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was being really consistent, and I, I was I would delete Instagram and Facebook, all that at the um, at the end of every day, like at night before I went to bed, and then I wouldn't re-download it until the next evening, mm-hmm. and then I would install it and kind of you know look at a little bit, and then if I needed to post, I post something, and then I would delete it again, and yeah, I mean it, what's what's funny is that about that. You know, when you delete Instagram off your phone, for some reason, at least for me, mm-hmm. it takes away the urge to even check it. It's yeah. so it's so weird. When it's on my phone, I automatically just go check it. When it's off my phone, I don't even think about checking it. Right. So it's weird. not there. Yeah, yeah, I get to the end of the day and I'm like, I literally, there were times where I was like, I haven't looked at Instagram yet today. I don't know if I want to. Uh-huh. Like I just, you know, I, which is so weird because if it's on your phone, just immediately you unlock your phone, you go to Instagram, unlock your phone, go right. to Instagram. That's just how, that's how, you know, I would be. And I think that's how probably most people live. Yeah. And uh, if you take it off, at least for me, it took it, like I didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah. It's not, it's not so there weird. out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. You yeah. know, it's not there for me and my job. Social media is kind of an administration thing. If you look up, Christopher Yarber, you will not find me on Instagram. I'm not even on Instagram, but I do things for our organization. Um, and honestly, to me, that's that's an administrative duty. One of the things he lists in here, which I'm so glad that he does, it's kind of a new thing, or at least to me it is, the fact that you can get administrative help from people that are not necessarily around you for 50 to 100 bucks a month. That's one way that you can live a life undistracted is some of these things, you know, for you to push forward in your ambitions, sometimes we have to uh, distribute or we have to, you know, give give some things up. And, and maybe there's some things that still need taken care of, but we have 50 to 100 bucks. Now, that's my problem is having 50 or 100 bucks to give this to somebody. But having if you have 50 or 100 bucks a month to give, you know, you know, hire someone um, like a virtual assistant, right. so to speak, uh, for, you know, a couple hours a day. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, they help right. you get things off your plate and it doesn't even just have to be you know for your job you know what i mean yeah no a lot of people hire you know vas for their job for checking their emails for scheduling their appointments for booking this that the other thing but you can also as he says here you can use virtual assistants for things just regarding your ambitions that is maybe outside of work even you know so yeah if you have a couple you know extra dollars to throw at that for a few hours a week or a few hours you know um a month Mm -hmm. then you can do that that's an option um but Moving on to, he he talks about distractions a little bit like we were talking about for Instagram and like daily distractions. He also talks about distractions that come in, like he's mentioned before, that could be other opportunities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he says other opportunities may show up that may actually distract us from the, the, uh, the things that we're focusing on, the things that we're chasing right now. True. And sometimes he says, it doesn't mean that every time something comes up, you can't just do something 
out of, you know, for a whim, you know what I mean? Like you can do that. There are times when you can just, you know, you can explore this opportunity just on a whim and just say, hey, see what shakes out, yeah. you know what I mean? But you have to know that sometimes those are distractions and you have to know when it's time to get back on track yeah. and you can't let those things just off rail you totally. Right. Yeah. We just can't chase whim after whim after whim after whim and expect our life to continue moving forward towards our ambitions. We'll find ourselves off track, going another direction. Um, but you're right. It, it's a, it's a balance there. You can take those, but we have to understand and look at opportunities through the lens of our ambitions and ask ourselves, okay, is this serving this or is it kind of distracting us? Yeah. And the biggest probably takeaway that I took from this chapter is that he has that big list. He has that total list of his ambitions and whenever something else new comes up, he looks at that list and he says, is this something that I should add to this list and why should I add it to this list? And then if those two things, he can answer those two questions correctly, you know, or to the, the you know, enough that it makes sense to add it to the list, yeah. then he adds it to the list. Do it. And uh, if it doesn't, then he's like, all right, well, here's my list and here's this thing, this new thing that could be, should I toss it to the side or should I add it in? And then there you go. Then that, that helps... Uh, that helps figure out what you should do, how you should treat it, what, you know, if you change course or if you keep going or what it, it helps you make decision-making in that arena easier. Yeah, it does. And I think there's something there about having it physically in front of you because he also talks in this chapter about giving yourself reminders as well. And so when we physically have it in front of us, both that list, that's easy. When we're, if it's in an office space or at your home somewhere, somewhere where you're consistently looking at the same, maybe four walls, you know, if you're in the same office every single day, having that there so you can look at it, it's physically in front of you. I think that helps versus just, you know, trying to remember those things because of course I think we will have an easier time remembering what our ambitions are or what they may not be but I think it's a little easier to answer those two questions and then also to remind us of things so that we don't grow distracted if they're right there Um, he says in this chapter you know I mean put it as your screenshot on your phone you know have it on the cover of your phone you know write it on your hand uh, get someone to drive a plane outside your neighborhood and put it in the clouds for you something like that (laughs) just somewhere big uh, where you're going to see it and not miss it yeah he has a full list of things that he would suggest things to not you know so we can't so we don't get distracted let's go ahead and open up the book and take a look at that full list of suggestions that he has yes um you know he says you need to figure out all this does is filter the filter the inputs of your life you yes. know that's what he says you have to filter the inputs of your life to make sure you don't get off track and that doesn't mean you shouldn't follow a whim or take a meeting if you don't know exactly what it's for mm-hmm. uh, but just give yourself a heads up that that's a potentially you know something that would stray you would would pull you off course exactly and so the first thing is make a list of yeah. your ambitions. Easy Which he enough. has a whole chapter right. dedicated to that. He says, I have a foam core board in his office that yes. is divided into 16 squares holding each of his ambitions. Um, you know, I like the physicality of that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's um, a foam cord board and he just separates each of those boxes. So he has a box on the wall that he sticks his ambitions in. Mm-hmm. And so... And he's got 16 of them. Right. And so if you, you know... If he wants to limit himself, he's like, all right, I can only have six things here, 16 things here at a time. So if he wants to add something, what am I going to take away? Exactly. You know what I mean? Instead of ending up with a list. He says you could have 100. What did he? 
Yeah, he says you could have three squares or 30. The trick yeah. is to know why it made the list or didn't. Exactly. So you could have a lot. Right. But limiting yourself helps you, in a, you know, at least limiting yourself to some degree helps you narrow down what's the most important. Right. Than just being like, all right, all these 100 things, they're all, they're all on the list. You right. know what I mean? Which I, you know, as we talk about, you know, you may have like kind of a bucket list, a laundry list of things you would want to do at some point. But what are the ones you're looking at now, you're focusing on now? You know, that's what he's narrowed down here to these 16. Yeah. And there's a, there's a way in here. And I think these, these ideas that he has here, uh, are in the order they're in on, on purpose. I think because especially with these first two, you know, you make a list of your ambitions and the way that you keep that list from not growing beyond your own capacity is that you make in the second step, he says, make a date with yourself. And if we do that continuously, uh, he says that what this looks like is setting aside and then protected, dedicating time to spend with your ambitions is a great way to make a lot of progress towards them. And so as as we spend time with those individual ambitions, we take time apart from everything mm-hmm. else to set aside and to and to work on those. I think we'll find out very quickly how much we can or cannot ha- handle. And then in that way, we can pick and choose. OK, maybe I need to start doing this a little bit more or quit this to move around and make room on on that board. So uh, first you do make that list, but I think you also have to make kind of a date with yourself in order to move forward through some of these ambitions. I think that brings a lot of clarity to that quote unquote board, whether it's uh, literal or still in your mind, but we would say, get it, get it out, get it out on paper, do something with it. Yeah. Setting aside and then protecting dedicated time yeah. to spend with your ambitions is a great way to make a lot of progress toward them. Yeah. And if you put it on your calendar, that way people say, uh, Hey, can you, you know, someone comes up and ask, Hey, can you hang out this time? And if you, if you have that on there, if you have that blocked off, um, that's, that's something that one of my favorite leaders is Kerry Newoff. That's mm-hmm. something that he has, uh, set, set a lot about, um, in, in some of his leadership courses is, is blocking off time even for yourself or for your family and for your friends. And that way, if someone comes up to you with a concern or an opportunity and it's set, it's set as a specific time, even if it is a date with yourself, you can say, no, I'm sorry. I have a previous engagement. Right. So yeah, yeah. you have a commitment that you've made, right? Even if it's yourself, you've made it and you can stick to it and it's okay to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Another one, make one phone call a day. And this is kind of an interesting one because, you know, this is not something that I think we think about often and it's not something that, uh, I didn't think it would be on this list, but make a call, one phone call a day. And, you know, basically it says make a, Call someone that can help you make progress on your ambition every day. Um, either, even if it doesn't work out, even if the phone call doesn't go the way you thought it would, or exactly. if they don't even you don't even get to that person, do something or make a phone call that will help you move the ball down the field. Yeah, and really the whole idea behind this is that he says even a small action each day can lead to huge outcomes. And uh, it reminds me, when I read that part, it reminded me of him always uh, sending a letter to the queen asking if he can have tea with her every time he heads over uh, the big pond here. And uh, But, you know, you never know how those small actions that he continuously does, what what kind of outcome it may produce, because he may be able to fulfill that ambition. He'll see. But, um, yeah, small actions lead to big outcomes. Yeah. Next one is put reminders everywhere. Whenever I'm chasing an ambition, he says... I put reminders about it everywhere. You know, surprise yourself with daily triggers to keep your eyes on the prize, whatever that looks like. You know, whether it's a screensaver on your phone, whether it's a poster on your uh, wall, you know, 
uh, sticky note on your car, you know, anything like that that can help you remind yourself of what you're what you're doing and what you're working towards. Yeah, and this is this is key to not becoming distracted because what these reminders allow us to do is it continuously, physically, and literally keeps our eyes on the prize. It keeps us focused. So the these all and really all of these things boil down to keeping the end result that we want in our view, in our sights. So that way we don't diverge from them. Yep. And then we mentioned earlier, get some administrative help can be very helpful as well. He says that these assistants can help you handle the details that have become impediments to getting after your ambitions. Right. And here's the great thing about knowing strengths and weaknesses, right? You know, so you could you could have uh, an ambition and you like, yes, I want to do this, but there's something that is a part of that job that is not in my wheelhouse. You know, that's not a strength of mine necessarily. If you pay someone to, to help you and to bring you along and it's something that you can you can uh, you can hand off that you can delegate. You can delegate that and leave you open to do things that is more in your wheelhouse. Exactly. And because uh, those things that aren't, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot more time and effort than uh, you know than if you did something that is in your wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. We got to remember everything everything that we commit to and every decision that we make. Of course, it's going to cost energy. And so, really, where where are we putting our energy? And if we can distribute some of that again, uh, going going along with what you said, that that can really empower us moving moving forward. Yeah. Exactly. The next one is set incremental goals or milestones. Mm-hmm. The um, some ambitions are so gargantuan that. They can only be accomplished a little at a time. And he even says if it's small enough that you can complete it in a day, again, maybe it's something that should be a little bit bigger. Right. Um, And set small goals and celebrate them, Yeah. he says. He says celebrate the small milestones, the small goals that you tackle. And whatever it is, if it looks like going to Disneyland or he said, or going to Cold Stone. (laughs) Either one. Both have good ice cream, so you're set either way there if you're an ice cream lover. That's true. Both have good ice cream. But um, I wouldn't go to Disney just for the ice cream. No, I wouldn't either. So, if you're going to Disney just for the ice cream, you need to go to Cold Stone. But <laughs> he says what what's matters is that you're acknowledging the process, the progress uh, that, you've, yeah. that you've made. So we got to have those celebrations and how those often, small victories. Probably, again, our personality types probably lend itself to this. We probably do things and accomplish things. And probably don't celebrate it. Oh no, as probably not at as, all. As no, enough as much as we should. Right. You know what I mean. We don't have to throw a party for ourselves necessarily, yeah. but but we don't even take do little things to help be like, all right, I got that. Yeah. Celebrate that. Enjoy that. Bask in the you know kind of the enjoyment, the appreciation of the hard work put in. Mm-hmm. Before moving on, we we probably don't tend to do that at uh, all. Well, my really. problem is I'm thinking of the next task in the middle of the one I'm currently working on. Exactly, and yeah. so I I do an awful job at that. I it, it's hard for me even now as I'm thinking about it. Gosh, how, how many times have I really taken the time, other than maybe napping after I speak somewhere, you know, or preach here? <laughs> or, other than that, um, that may be a small reward, but other than that, uh, that it's, it's hard for me to think of times I've acknowledged progress. Right. Yeah. And I, it's, it's hard for people like us because we're so focused on the next thing. We're so focused on, you know, this isn't good enough. I got to do bigger, better. I got to keep going. You know, that's really not that big. I got to keep, but just appreciating the small things, appreciating the small steps forward can be so beneficial because it helps. Again, I think it just helps keep morale up even, you know what I mean? Like you're, you still, it it's refreshing because you you know you can acknowledge yeah i have made progress mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm not just standing still right you know what i mean i have made progress and i'm celebrating that progress even though i'm not where i would like to be 
at some point. Exactly. But celebrating the each step um, helps with, I guess, not getting discouraged because you feel like you're not making progress. Even though you are, you're just not acknowledging the progress. <laughs> right, right. But you're still making progress. And I think this is more important the deeper and deeper and deeper and the longer and longer and longer you work, you work in, in things. You know, what What this conversation is reminding me of is a retirement party I went to maybe, gosh, maybe a year ago now where someone um, here uh, has has worked where they've worked for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it was this big retirement party. And this guy uh, got the company car that he had been driving for several years. You know, they gave him a, a bonus check and just all of these nice things, named a building after him that he had built since he had been part of this organization and 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 so then typically that's that's when you know we take time to acknowledge uh but do do we take time to acknowledge accomplishments along the way because oftentimes that's what's going to keep us going for those 30 to 40 years right maybe uh, as we move in that ambition if it were to take that long yeah it keeps you motivated keeps you full of energy and excited for continuing along yeah. that path for yeah. sure Definitely an important one. Yes. The next one, the last one here, is write 1,000 words a day. And this is when he brings that book analogy into the picture. Yep. You know, he says, moving towards your ambitions, uh, making a series of imperfect attempts. Mm-hmm. That's the key here, you know. And again, it's not, it doesn't have to be good, doesn't have to be great, but making those steps daily forward, making those steps con- consistently, continually. That's what brings progress. It doesn't have to be the greatest step forward, but as long as it's a step forward is what counts. Yeah, and and not everyone's ambition, of course, is going to be to write a book. But he says, if nothing else, write down your own thoughts. Writing down those thoughts will help clarify your ideas. And what this is going to do is he says that this will help you stay awake in your life as you make progress towards your ambitions. Uh, Whatever shiny thing is catching your sideways glance, move move it out of sight. And so as we write these ideas down, as we write something down, uh, whether that is emailing yourself like Bob does, you know, 50 to 100 times a day, whatever, you're getting those ideas out because more than likely we're going to forget those ideas 20 minutes from from now. We're not going to really remember them. So whether that's sending yourself an email or getting hooked up on some kind of, you know, project management or something like that, or getting your virtual assistant to write it down, whatever it may be, we get those out there and that helps us. I love how he says helps us uh, stay awake in, in life as you move towards your ambitions. Yep. All these are to help you stay more engaged to the things that you've set your mind to chase and go after, you know. How you know how terrible would it be if you you know took the time you figured out what you wanted to do and you're and you're working towards it and you get distracted and you don't end up making it past the finish line because you get distracted along the way. Exactly. That's what he's trying to guard against here. And he ends the chapter saying it's normal to get distracted. It's okay, but the thing is, don't let that be your resting position. Exactly. Don't be stuck in distraction. Right. Yeah. Because that can. I think this distractions can slow us down. Oftentimes, even more, I would say, than failure, depending on how you bounce back from that failure, as he, as we spoke of in yesterday's podcast and in the last chapter, that distractions, because oftentimes distractions take these little increments of time each and every single day. But of course, those little increments grow to be right. quite big. So sometimes that can set us at a pace that's even slower if, if something were blocking our way, such as failure or something like that, right. depending on how we bounce back from that. Right. Yeah, distraction is really not moving at all. I'm yeah. sorry. Failure is really not moving at all. Fear of failure. Yes. Distraction can be like 
um, burning the tire, burning yeah. the rubber off the tires. You or know almost what I mean? moving back in a sense. Yeah. You know, depending on what that distraction may be, if it's leading us away from our ambitions, if it doesn't fit on that board, so to speak, then it's really moving back. It's not stopping us in place. It's really moving us back. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yep. And it can wear you down. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's and that's the end of part five. That's part five. We are into part six now, starting tomorrow. Part six. Expect setbacks. Mm-hmm. So again, that was almost kind of a crossover chapter. Yeah. Um, into this next section is from what it sounds like, but we are only a few more days uh, left in this book. We we're, are. Chapter twenty-five is tomorrow. Yeah. Out of twenty-nine chapters, yeah. so we're almost there. This has gone by fast. I'm glad we didn't do one a week. That would have been 29 weeks out of a 52-week year. Right. Would have taken most of the year. Would have taken most of the year. Uh, so thankful to do this every single day and for it to take less than a month. But yeah, here we are, chapter 25 tomorrow out of 29, so coming to an end. Yeah. And again, if anyone has any thoughts on this chapter or you know, any decisions that they've made from this chapter, mm-hmm. any actions that they've taken, uh, distractions that they've come with, whatever they want to talk about. You can reach out to us and continue the conversation with us at Read to Know Pod on all social platforms, or you can email us, read to know pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Get your thoughts on this chapter or this book. Yeah. And you can also leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. And if you send a screenshot to us or copy and paste that and send it to our email address, then uh, we would love to read that and maybe even share it on an episode sometime. So we appreciate you sharing this, and uh, that way other people can hear it. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for chapter 25. Chapter 25. I had to look because I would have missed it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter no, 25. Okay.